0: Now, the person that joins me today is actually not Mr. Jules Gill. Turns out Jules Gill had a whole bunch of renovation going on directly above him. So he's been talking about how there's buzz saws and different chainsaws and all these different things going on. So I thought, well, what other person could possibly live up to the man than someone who's just as good? So it's Mr. Josh Brown himself. (laughs) How's he Uh, doing?
1: Thank you very much for that introduction. I don't fully agree with it, but I will happily take that <laughs> praise and run with it. I'm doing all right. I'm doing much better since you asked me to do this, actually, mm-hmm. Scott Tilford, because I got the second jab yesterday. You did, and didn't I'm you? feeling a touch, a touch of um, grogginess afterwards—a minor side <laughs> effect. Not feeling too bad. But I was feeling that today and you came in with this request and I thought, you know what, that's the perfect way to see off my Friday afternoon. So I'm I'm much better now and very much looking forward to doing this with you. So thank it's you, genuinely... Mr. the buzzsaw man who's yeah. outside Jules's house doing whatever <laughs> he's doing with those saws because it's benefited me.
0: Apparently it's some, uh, yeah, some building, some room above him is getting completely converted. So he's trying to squeeze voiceovers in between chainsaw noises. And he was like, can you just try and find some other way to do the UBP? I said, well, I can do exactly that because I've got a beautiful person in mind. And I will say that you get in your second job, the the life that's like exuding from you is beautiful to see. I think it's a lovely, <laughs> lovely thing. Considering that we have both man. been waiting for it for months and months, um, it is awesome. But um, yeah, thanks to everybody for sending in their questions. Obviously initially um, thought those questions would go to me and Jules. I'll probably do a rollover next week because we got a fair whack of stuff stuff through. Um, But at the same time, um, thanks to everybody, there are some really cool questions in here. And I thought me and Josh would try and get through as many as we can. Um, But yes, this is the Untitled Banner Podcast. I'm Scott Taylor joined by Josh Brown. First question from HP Craft Ass, great name, who says, Star Wars anime, yay or nay? Mr. Josh Brown, you hadn't seen the trailer for this before we started recording.
1: I hadn't, but now I have, and it's <laughs> one point fifteen minutes of just gloriousness, isn't it? It's, it's pretty not goodness. my thing. I'll right. say this right at the back: oh, it's not necessarily my thing, and I might right. nece- not necessarily watch it. But I was looking at this trailer, just thinking, "That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> that looks awesome. What's this? What's going on? This looks mm-hmm. amazing. I feel like if it is your thing, and correct me if I'm wrong." But it will be just—it just looks like the best thing ever because it's got such it's... a look to it. It's got such a personality. The animation is so good, and I hope the show lives up to it.
0: This is, that's the thing is that I kind of looked at it going like, you've, "You're doing whatever you want with it. Like it is ridiculous." There's one bit. There's a, a lightsaber umbrella at one point where a guy just has like twelve lightsabers spinning around on yeah, an does. umbrella where he's deflecting stuff. And um, there's a bit where a woman seems to throw out like um, like tendrils of lightsabers, and one guy blocks all of them and wraps them all around his lightsaber. Like it yeah. is very insane. I did kind of go because I, I love anim. I love the animatrix love the matrix love that approach to like animatrix style of just doing like a series of different tales with a bunch of different animation studios like what can you come up with and that that whole idea is really really cool at the same time because it is blown so out and it is so crazy i kind of just thought what even is this like it doesn't need to be star wars it could just be a selection of cool stories like if the rules are, are if you can bend the rules that much and break them that much then what even is the Star Wars brand but at the same time if you go back to what George Lucas's initial mission statement with Star Wars was where he initially planned out 12 movies and he was like, all oh, going forward after all this Star Wars will just be this like toy box that you just give to different people like here's lightsabers here's the Sith whatever do whatever you want and I think that in many ways like that this whole Star Wars visions is the name of this anime thing and um, stays true to that the most it's just like okay like what are these different anime houses want to do with this stuff Um, and they are really cool and really varied and also shout out to the animatrix that thing got completely (laughs) overlooked and i brown you're the only other matrix fan that i know on this earth so you, you nobody, know, it's a good
1: time. nobody on this earth, I'm confident in saying, likes the animatrix <laughs> as much as you do. We you, it's come <laughs> up so much this week. Is it coming back in <laughs> vogue? I don't know what's going on. With I it.
0: bought it off YouTube the other night. I haven't watched it again yet, but I've got it on DVD and everything. And I was just like, just what a time that was. Like everyone sort of abandoned the Matrix after like two and three. But for those of us who stuck with it, the animatrix was a beautiful thing. So it's um, that approach to um, to making content, I think, is a worthwhile thing. But um, next question from Joshua, who says, play the tales of a." demo and i'm very excited to play the full game though i wasn't that much before what what was the best demo or beta for a game that that you played that totally made you way more interested in playing the full version uh great work on what culture hope y'all doing great well thank you to uh, you and same to you um for me, there's only one demo that comes to mind for anything like this, and it's Metal Gear Solid 2. Yes! Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> That's the one! That is the correct answer to
1: this question. Sorry, ding, ding, go Ding, on. ding,
0: ding, ding, No, 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 the, the, the only thing that potentially disqualifies it is that um, it wasn't something I wasn't that interested in before, but um, if we're talking, you know, legendary, um, everything to do with Metal Gear Solid 2 was, like, mythical at the time. Like, just even if you go back to it and watch footage of it now, the graphics are still impressive. Like, that thing was so ahead of its time, um, and all the different footage of, like, Snake on the I think it's the Verrazano Bridge before he dives off onto the tanker. It just, it was just so stylish. It was, I mean, we were in the right time for it as well, early two thousands, um, slow motion, Matrix style action stuff. But like, dude, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Two is 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 up there. My favorite teaser ever is Halo Three. My favorite actual demo thing is Metal Gear Solid Two.
1: Yeah, man. It's like the best thing since the Animatrix, I would say. It's just <laughs> so. It was so good. I was a little bit young for Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, I had it Ooh. on PlayStation. Right. And I played it on PlayStation, but I didn't have the skills to complete it. So that was a game that I watched my dad play. He was actually a big ah. fan. And he was looking forward to Metal Gear Solid 2 and got the demo disc. I think it was from a magazine. Did I you not get
0: the Zone of the Zone End? End- Buy Zone of the Ender so you could play Metal Gear Solid 2? Because I did.
1: I did not do that. I did not like <laughs> Zone of the Ender actually what? Off it. I know, I'm so sorry. I, I tell you what,
0: very, very quickly, right? If anyone oh. wants to go back to Zone of the Enders, because in your mind, if you've not been back to Zone of the Enders in a while, it's a really cool mech combat game. The reality of that game is that Hideo Kojima was horny AF on main. Like <laughs> that game, literally the cockpits are in the crotch. It's a literal cockpit. Anyway, carry on.
1: Is Hideo Kojima being horny on Main not every one of his <laughs> games though? Like Yeah, but
0: it's... we sort of we came onto that in like Metal Gear Solid 4 where it was like, Oh, why are the bosses like magazine models? And it was like, Oh, the posters are Metal Gear 2. It's like, well the posters are a bit full on. But then yeah. you go back to it sure, and it's it... like, No, just full on robo erections, left, right, and center. Sure. Um,
1: sure he came onto it as well, but uh, <laughs> um Friday. Yeah, Metal PM. Gear Solid Two. That, yes. I know <laughs> The end of a week. Uh, what was I talking about? Metal Gear Solid 2. Yes, yes, that demo, just want to echo everything you've just said. But mm-hmm. I was you know, so excited to play it because this was going to be a Metal Gear Solid for me. I was old enough. I was ready for it. And mm-hmm. I must have played that tanker s- sequence just over and over, watching the ice cubes melt, <laughs> trying to hold up everyone I could see, trying to get through it as fast as possible, trying to do runs where I killed everyone. And it was just such an intriguing sandbox. You know, you had Olga, the boss fight with Olga. Mm. You had sneaking through and taking pictures of Metal Gear Raya. Just, it promised so much. And in my opinion, the final game did deliver what it promised, just obviously not in the way
0: that it promised. But well, yeah, yeah, there is all the riding stuff. But for the tanker, I mean, I remember thinking that all the limb damage was really cool. That if you hold yeah. up someone, one of the guards, and you can shoot them in the legs and you shoot them in the, in the leg. But if you shoot three of their limbs, they die. And I, I that whole thing, I thought was mind-blowing at the time.
1: If uh, it ever turns out that I'm a serial killer or if I'm ever caught for <laughs> being a serial killer because I might get away with it, I uh-huh. think my origin story would be that part Just of the time. the guard. I spent so long <laughs> to see what would happen if I shoot these guards in the neck, remember... in the arms, yeah. with tranquilizers.
0: I remember trying to show my parents because I oh dad come see this look look if I shoot him in the leg he hobbles on it look I shoot him in the arm he's bleeding a lot now dad look and my dad just not even laughing just going like son what are you what are you doing like why are you doing this to these people and it was just like <laughs> bodies and oh you, know, you can drag the bodies dad look I've made a pile over here like what have we what are we doing?
1: <laughs> I I have a similar story with um, I think it was Assassin's Creed 2 or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood because I used to always get them for Christmas mm. and I was playing one of them downstairs my dad was watching and i just sort of hidden bladed some innocent <laughs> dude it like went through a row of them just hidden bladed them all and my dad again not laughing just kind of looked at me yeah. with a little bit of curiosity curiosity in his eye and asked did they deserve that and i couldn't answer it i was like i don't think they see did that?
0: that's a really good learning that's a really good learning moment cuz you had to be like no i don't think they did and then you probably never did it again or at least not in front of him or whatever cuz it's that's always true. that thing when you play a game like whenever i play a game with my wife and it's like some i've got to escort like an npc i'm immediately going to turn around and see if i can punch them in the face like i'm immediately <laughs> going to see if i can blow them up or whatever and and she's always just like well, why are you doing that and i'm like i've, I've got to know i've got to know what the rules are before i <laughs> escort them um but yeah we both probably would both say Metal Gear Solid 2 because even as much as we were going into it uh, being psyched for it there was something about actually playing Metal Gear Solid 2 that I feel just elevated everything that that game is uh, phenomenal um, yeah. next question from Harvey Meilis Myelas, Meilis Meriles, who says what is your all time go to snack and drink for a night of gaming
1: Love this, love this. Yes. Can you take it first? Because I'm gonna have to think. Because there's well, so the, many the thing options. with this
0: is, I used to because it's it, it's a big old sort of like go to almost like a stereotype that there's gonna be oh pizza and gaming. That's a hell of a combo. But the reality is, you can't pizza and game unless you give unless you give no s's about your controllers, which I didn't used to when I was way younger. But then they just get all gooped up. You know, like like I can't eat some pizza and then play a game without washing my hands thoroughly in between. Otherwise, I... I'm just gonna make the controller bad
1: fully agree and you know if i offend anyone with what i'm about to say please chalk it down to the vaccine side effects but i think people who um eat pizza while they're playing video games are just outright perverts (laughs) because you smash the pizza grease into the controller, you get bits of cheese and pepperoni or whatever you're having, pineapple and ham all over the place. Yeah. And it's very greasy and it doesn't it doesn't work. I've tried to do it numerous times. I've tried it of, too, yeah. When I went to uni and had like a disposable income for the first mm-hmm. time, I thought I'm going to live the dream. I'm going to get a pizza in, yep. maybe, maybe even have a few beers with, with the boys and play some games. And it didn't work. So I'm going to fully agree with you that pizza would definitely not. I
0: I, for the most part don't snack in game although my drink will be Pepsi Max I love a bit of the old Pepsi Max I think in terms of snacks though um, I'm just too conscious of how much like dust or whatever it's leaving on my fingers I just can't game like that I need to go clean my fingers so I can like play cleanly I don't like having like sort of weird residual footage (laughs) on my fingers I don't like that at all so I mean the last time that I went hog wild with food and games was last year's Call of Duty I mean every year we've talked about this like off, off recording and stuff but every year when Call of Duty comes around you've got to have the call of duty weekend you've got to get the monster energy in or the different energy drinks you've got to get some donuts you've got to get some fast food whatever it is um, and i bought a big uh, a big tray of 12 um donuts the crispy creams and uh, oh. and i just was like i'm just gonna gorge on these i felt horrible afterwards but i i did eat all 12 in about two hours and um, and just played played some call of duty ate a lot of donuts drank a lot of pepsi and then felt ill See, yeah,
1: that's, that's good until you start feeling ill. I yes. don't mind the dust so much because I'm a massive crisp fiend. Mm. My food of choice when I am gaming is um, some form of crisp, whether it's Pringles. Pringles is usually some form of Pringles, whether mm. it's sour cream, whether it's cheese and onion, whether it's salt and vinegar, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. original. I don't mind as long as it's got the Pringles man on the front.
0: i tell you what you can't have. Monster, uh, Monster Hunter, Monster Munch, because Monster Munch is really flaky and it leaves those little bits everywhere. That's true. Like you Goldschlager. I don't I like mean, it.
1: If, well the thing is, it depends what technique you got down. If you're putting on too much in your fingers and sucking them off, probably bad. That True. was that came out incredibly wrong. It's three PM um, though. Or whether, you're, whether you've you know, mastered the art of just eating it straight from the packet without mm. actually touching your hands by tipping it into your mouth. Because yes. it works then. Either way,
0: I'm still taking valuable time away from gaming. Like if I had some sort of like you know, crisp grabbing set of tongs that I could maybe use, that might be a way to do it. Um, but not to worry. Next question from Willie Araya. very quick one. Bayonetta or Devil May Cry? Not reaction. Devil, 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 may Devil May Cry. May
1: cry. Devil, yeah, may, Devil cry. may
0: Cry. He also follows up by saying Bayonetta or Dante. Dante. Although hmm. as I Although. say that, no, I do love Dante, but I, I something <laughs> makes me want to say Bayonair. I really do like Bayonetta. I like how she's just this insane spectral goddess witch who's just just doesn't like need to challenge herself for anything. She's just like, nah, I've got this. My hair's gonna transform into a giant panther, it's fine. Like I, exactly. I quite like
1: that. And... Bayonet has never been in a game as bad as Devil May Cry 2 so maybe she wins because of that
0: possibly 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 I I mean Dante although Dante in DMC5 just looks like Kurt Cobain so it's you can't it's a good
1: look though it is a
0: really good good, look that's what I mean Kurt Cobain with a red leather jacket on what else do you need I think think both of them are Devil May Cry and Dante Um, next question from Danny Edwards would you rather replay Dark Souls 3 in its entirety while taking a shot of tequila for every death or replay Bloodborne in its entirety enjoying a spoonful of Mega Hot Sauce for every death
1: Ooh. purely
0: based on what we're having for the deaths and because I think I would die less in Dark Souls I'll take the Dark Souls I'll take the Tequila really yeah I think so oh, Yeah.
1: if it was any other shot I would but Tequila mm. is my Achilles heel I'm it's not a huge gross. fan of it if it was Sambuca or Sours Sours was Ooh. maybe cheating I would go for that is I Sambuca the take... one that
0: you light on fire because that very bad you can very you bad can't, times. is
1: the one that tastes like licorice.
0: Do people, yeah, people put like a raisin in it or something, or people put like a little know. thing in it. I'm sure. I was maybe. I mean, maybe this is just me revealing that I've just been. I've drank something that I should never have drank. But there was definitely some sort of shot with a little raisin type glob in it, and the person set it on <laughs> fire. And there was like ten of them in a row, and we all, we all, we all did it. We all, we all banged them back as they. Was say. it?
1: More Sizzlack, like, where you're drinking Flaming Moe's <laughs> Flaming Moe's with cough syrup. I,
0: think, <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
1: I think I'd go Bloodborne just because I've mm. only played Dark Souls 3 once, and Ooh. I played Bloodborne at least twice, so I feel like I know that game more, and therefore would limit the amount of hot sauce like I had to eat. Mm.
0: Controversial take for it, but I've never been a massive fan of Bloodborne. It's just Dark Souls with a dash, so I'll just take oh. the souls. Don't, this is, don't this need is it.
1: Your Dark Souls with a dash tick is something I think about when I'm like in bed. My girlfriend's like, are you all right, man? What are you thinking about? What's keeping you open? I'm like, you said it was Dark Souls with a dash.
0: That's he said I it again.
1: About. You said There's it a shield in it. But... I'm, still, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what will blow your mind. It's been six years, mate, but it's, uh, it was a long time ago. Um, next question from Daryl Hobson. I'm a lifelong gamer with very little time right now due to work studies and an amazing family, but with some free time coming in the next couple of months, would you suggest starting God of War Ghost of Sushima, Mass Effect trilogy, or should I try and continue where I left off in The Witcher 3? That's tough. I think I would say God of War, actually. I think... Because I don't, mm, the question Mm. is, I think God of War will give you more bang for your buck, more meat per pound, isn't a phrase, but more bang for your buck than the other ones in a condensed period, because let's say you're devoting, there's about a 20 hour median split across all these games, I would say. So Mm. uh, I would say God of War, because I think you'll be lost off in Witcher 3, unless you do want to just mop up stuff side mission wise. But I think Ghost of of Sushima's campaign versus God of War's campaign, it's God of War for me. Like they're close, but it's God of War.
1: I think so. I think if you've got the time to, like, if, like, like they're saying, to dedicate, you know, a, a newfound big chunk and get lost in a game, I think God of War's God of War's is the one that you jump into if you've got, mm. you know, maybe half an hour, an hour at a time to play a game. Then I would say Ghost of uh, Tsushima because then you have you know, so much that you can do within that mm-hmm. time period. And it won't feel like the story is stagnating or being split up in the same way that I think God of War's might if you are only doing it in segments. Yeah.
0: Also, he says he's, you know, got the family and everything. A lot of familial themes, a lot of, you know, if he's, uh, yeah. yeah, if he's like a new dad or anything, like all the stuff in God of War will massively resonate. Um, I just love God of War. I love- God of War and Ghost of Tsushima are my top two. The Mass Effect trilogy, if you've not touched it, is obviously recommended, but that's only, I still wouldn't say the whole trilogy is recommended. I know that I think you might these days, but I, I would- I would just say Mass Effect 1 and 2.
1: I would do all three, just because 3 is... It it just ends it. I couldn't imagine doing 1 and 2, especially when you haven't played it and not getting through that. I would definitely shout out the Mass Effect trilogy, but that would be so long. Like, if you were doing (laughs) all of it, that's, like, over 100 hours. Which is a huge sink, but... They are great. And I think with the Mass Effect trilogy as well, you could you could take that at your own pace. Like, those games are structured where you can just fly around the moon you and You might just get so
0: lost, though, like, in terms of, like, the overall drive. I, the thing is, I would say play Mass Effect 1. Um, obviously, there's a dangling, overarching plot of about in Mass Effect 1 that is the trilogy, but you still get all the stuff with Saren. You still get the whole hunt this rogue, like, ostensibly police officer who's, like, uh, gone and done a murder and you've got to go and hunt him down and everything. You still get a lot of that in Mass Effect 1. Um, but I think we're dancing around the fact that both of us would say god of war um but all these games are totally worth playing
1: that's the that's the thing i think we're kind of dancing around the fact that i kind of want you to play all it. of these games and hopefully find the time at some point to play them all because all of those games are is, is so so good and yeah. i i sympathize with the with the time constraints that that does serve. So. but you can't go you wrong choose one mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with god of war i think
0: Absolutely. Um, next question from Nerd Dog with many G's, who says, Hello, all the way from New York Ledgers. Well, hello to yourself. Hello. What is your guilty pleasure game that whenever you go back to it, you spend way too much time playing? Minus City Skylines. Also, burgers or pizza. Keep up the good work. Pizza. Pizza? Do you pizza. think? Pizza. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. You're taking burgers over pizza?
1: I don't know.
0: Think, think mean, of the pe- menagerie on both sides of that, those umbrella topics.
1: I could eat pizza every single day of my life, right? Mm. But if we're talking peaks and troughs, I think burgers might have bigger peaks, potentially.
0: Uh, You're not wrong, right? But the thing that I find with burgers is that, especially in the modern day, there's like a race to put as much stuff into a burger as possible. And I can never get that in my mouth. I can never get my, <laughs> my little jaw around it. I, I want to, but as soon as I start squeezing it to make it work, everything flies out the side, falls out the bottom, it doesn't maintain. I've even done a thing where the burger's fallen apart and I've taken a knife and fork to it and I've just separated it into various like mini sandwiches, Essentially, It's just, it's always I don't know what it is. Isn't it? Yeah,
1: I always yeah. feel like I've kind of ruined the dinner somehow. I mean,
0: pizza topping can fall off, but a, a, burger, a burger's burger got a higher fail rate for me.
1: This, this actually has opened up an entire different kind of <laughs> pepperoni because yes. when it comes to pizza i actually don't have toppings on it usually i'm normally just a straight margarita man like no. when it comes to burgers i'll have a bunch of different stuff with pizza every time it's margarita uh,
0: okay you need to go to the post office and order yourself a, a, a pizza <laughs> with lots of, you're, you're telling me that your side in this argument is based on a history of pizzas without toppings
1: it's based on the preference for a margarita pizza and i know one Andy Murray of the wrestling channel may back me up here because if you, if a, if a pizza well,
0: player
1: can't get the margarita down, then it doesn't deserve to get my love from the sides because the margarita pizza is it's the baseline, it's the default, it should be the the peak in my opinion. Okay, okay,
0: but is your favorite uh, character in Mario Kart Mario? Um, that's the
1: question. I mean, he's got a good hat. You know,
0: the thing with the margarita thing, that is the test of a good pizzeria. You want to see can they do a good tomato sauce? Can they do a good margarita? But you've got you gotta go elsewhere over time. You've got to you gotta try you gotta try a bunch of different things. You gotta try the chorizo, like the pizza. There's so much out there. I can't imagine thing... just doing the cheese. Wow, the thing
1: is I, I will try it. But if I'm, go- if I'm going to a pizza restaurant, I'm getting the margarita. I'm getting no! the margarita every time, unless I've been there multiple times. If oh. I've been there multiple, multiple times, I might spread my wings and try something else. But I'm, <laughs> I'm a margarita man, like, like George Clooney's a Dapper Dan man in uh, whatever that movie is. I can't remember now. Taken away to
0: Margaritaville as the the COVID vaccine slowly sets in. I think (laughs) um, in terms of the game that we go back and play spend way too much time playing um, for me it's pretty much anything that's backwards compatible that I'll just I'll get the urge like we'll be writing a list we'll be talking about it and I'll I'll just I'll go on one of the apps I've got the PlayStation app the Xbox app I'll re-download that thing and then I'll I'll just dive into it as soon as I'm finished obviously we're still working from home at the minute so I can just like go across to my PlayStation or Xbox and just play that thing so i just i i'm losing my mind last week like i spent like three hours, four hours on sekiro and then i spent like three hours on tomb raider legend and then i spent two hours on fantavision and i just i'm just a man out of time i mean i was waiting for new stuff there's new stuff now but um for me it would just i guess stuff like that where i'm like i only got this to scratch the itch and now i'm spending actual time on it i guess that would be mine
1: For me, it's probably New Vegas. I think that's the game mm. I've really played the most. And it's the game that I always get the itch to play. Like, while I really love so many different games, I never get, like the itch to go back to it i've never sat here thinking oh i could go through the first half of dark souls again in the same way that i think (laughs) oh i could go through the first half of new vegas again Uh something about that world with it being so holistic like i go back for the characters i go back for the setting i go back for the mechanics and i also go back for the music you know what i mean there's so many different aspects and things that welcome me back to that game Mm -hmm. that i always want to Re
0: appreciate,
1: and you can get that by putting on the new Vegas Spotify playlist, but it's not quite the same. <laughs> I I need them all to interlock.
0: I think my thing as well. I mean, I did I did a whole bunch of Hades the other night. I must have over a hundred hours in the Switch version of Hades, but I was like, oh, it's on Xbox. I'll just restart it again, and oh, so I've did a bit of that. And I think it's it's that whole thing of like if uh, you have those. I don't know, nostalgic or just general memories or general positive vibes towards a game. And for me, I want to re-experience them. And because we're in this weird state where we're in between a lot of major uh, titles coming out, you, for me, you just for me, I just ping pong between everything. I'm like, well, I might as well dive into 12 different... I bought Tomb Raider Anniversary the other night. I'm not even going to touch it. I've, I've already got it on PS Vita. I was just like, well, I want it on the Xbox just to have it on the Xbox. Never going to touch it, mate. It was only because I looked at the picture of, uh, of Lara shooting the T-Rex. And I thought, well, I've not done that in... Ten years, so why not? Tomb Raider not?
1: anniversary, so good. Go it's back a good to time. play it. It's a beautiful Were time. You playing Legend as well in Underworld.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was the thing. I played a bit of Legend, and then I was like, I'm going to go see what Underworld's like. So I booted up my old safer Underworld, and I you There's an extra kick in that game you can't do in Legend. So I did. I did the kick quite a lot, and yeah. I was like, this is cool. And then I got to like a puzzle, like a different um, tomb puzzle, funnily enough. And I was like, well, I'm I'm stuck here now, so I'm done. And then I was like, what else can I scratch the Tomb Raider itch with? So I bought Tomb Raider anniversary, and then I was too distracted <laughs> by Windjammers, and I've gone back on Windjammers. So it's just. It's a torturous life. Everything you
1: just said has given me anxiety there. Like <laughs> the, all of that, I, I could not picture myself doing,
0: but if Whilst you're you were, having fun
1: with it, have yeah. a good time.
0: Whilst you yeah. were slowly applying the the salve that is code Veronica X, just that's that's how you get through the day. Um, next question from Daniel dies at the end. Now this question is very good. And um, best games to play with one hand. Broke some fingers the other week and have been stuck with turn based combat only. Um, blah, 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 blah. Keep up the good work. I love the podcast. Now he did do a follow up tweet saying uh, that he wasn't being crude about this. He has actually broke. Uh, he has actually broke his hand. And um, so one handed games. I feel oh. like this is an interesting. Query because some titles, especially on mobile, have been made so you can do everything with one hand. The new Witcher game, uh, Monster Slayer, um, which is actually abysmal for me. I think that thing is a, a abuse, a, just a horrific game that pushes you towards microtransactions at every opportunity. I really don't like it, but. That mandate of just saying we're going to make something that you can just play with one hand, um, I think it's kind of cool. Pokemon Go, I would totally recommend it as the complete opposite side of yeah. that same spectrum. Um, Pokemon Go is a beautiful, beautiful game. Um, but yeah, anything come to mind for you in terms of just like one-handed games? Oh no, it's it's quite a difficult one that I've never really thought mm. about those terms. Maybe
1: something like um, you know, a telltale style game exactly. Wasn't
0: say yeah,
1: walking around and making dialogue choices. I feel mm-hmm. like something something like The Walking Dead, or maybe I think you could probably do Until Dawn with one hand. I don't think yeah. there are many. Um, intense moments where you need to hit both triggers or anything and so i think those kinds of games would probably work and give you a nice nice thing to watch as well
0: yeah yeah i would say conversation driven stuff like either like you said all the telltale stuff which obviously we would shout out um the walking dead i would shout out the uh, wolf among us the game of thrones game um, but also, like you know, the Life is Strange titles are awesome. Season two, especially, I really, really liked. Um, and the um, the new game, if you're if you've got Game Pass, uh, Twelve Minutes is out, which I know is very divisive. I didn't massively like it, um, but it has really cool ideas, and you might find find yourself liking that. And um, that game is very much a point and click, so it's literally just going to be moving the analog stick to something and then A for something else.
1: I've got one as well. Disco Elysium. You can Disco a play shout. Disco Elysium with one hand, because that's just uh-huh. point and click. That's just doing a uh, dialogue choices and making choices. I would definitely, uh, definitely shout out that. Yeah,
0: I don't think there's anything because when we mentioned the Telltale stuff, there's probably a couple decisions in that where you need to respond quite quickly, or you need to move the you move the cursor into that spot and then hit the button to get yeah. through some things. I think you can turn those things off in the options. I think there's an accessibility option that lets you turn those things off. Um, Assumedly, hopefully most titles these days, if they're uh, quite recent, should have sizable accessibility options to help you with that stuff. Um, But yeah, hopefully any of them. Um, next question from Jacob Wright, who says, hope you're doing very well, legends. Well, thank you very much. Uh, what games are you looking forward to playing at the end of the year? At the moment, mine is Pokemon Diamond Slash Pearl. Now me and Josh have done this on the main podcast, um, the last few weeks, but I thought I would leave this in because just very quickly, I'm just going to check in. When I say to you, what game are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? What comes to mind?
1: I say Deathloop first and nice. foremost. Really looking forward to Deathloop. And it depends if it has. It seems like it's officially been delayed, but Sony <laughs> hasn't mentioned it. So if it hasn't, then Horizon. Yeah. Really, really looking forward to that. And the game that I partly bought an Xbox Series X for, mm. not Halo Infinite, Sable, that indie game with the Japanese breakfast soundtrack, still wasn't yep. for that. Those are the three games, and also maybe a bit of Halo as well.
0: A cheeky little bit. Of, my Halo is definitely mine because I'm just, I'm just so curious what that thing is. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind, that's kind of it. Like, there's not what 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 what
1: I've forgotten a big one battlefield 2042 on. I think yeah the 2042 title that's the one I'm, I'm, I'm really just I'm just
0: to. mildly curious about that we just did the news this morning on Call of Duty Vanguard but I think um that trilogy that whole I, I like the idea of jumping between Halo Battlefield and Call of Duty for the first time in I mean how long is it since we had all three of those games on the go like has that been Not 11 time. years or something Um, so I like the idea of that and um, but yeah mine would definitely be Halo I feel like Halo's in such a weird place right now and it needs a big win like it Needs something that is just out and out recommendable. Um, and Infinite looks really solid. Also, though he mentions Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, um, I know you're not a Pokemon's Pokemon's man, but um, I that thing looks great. Like Pokemon Arceus for next year looks pretty ropey, but the remake of the 2006 one like looks. Gorgeous. I never played it back in the day. Um, so I think that looks really, really cool. Um, next question from William Huxley, who says, hope you're doing well. I was wondering how often you guys get recognized in public by fans of the channel and how those interactions usually go. Um, also, the What Culture Gaming videos and podcasts really brighten my day. So thank you so much for all the content you put out. Well, thank you very much. Um, you. I left this in because you've you told me that you've been grabbed in pubs before or you've been, you've been pointed <laughs> at it uh, in various outlets.
1: Um, pre-pandemic mostly and it's always mm. really lovely often when <laughs> we're out in clubs which I mm. always get the I, I get massive fear about it waking up the next morning because <laughs> I'm like oh you probably pulled me when I've had like 10 pints well, and I'm wondering if I've been a nice and I overthink it but ultimately it's always like it's always so lush it's, it's yeah. the thing I'm, I miss the most well <laughs> I miss, miss a lot of things since I've been down, <laughs> but I, I, I do miss it I miss you know interacting with with people and people who appreciate it, because I really appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I feel like often when I'm in the moment, I'm always surprised by it. Right. So I can't properly convey. That I'm enjoying, that I'm enjoying well, it and like, appreciating it. So I, I would like to say that now, as a blanket thing, if anyone ever pulls me in the future, past or present, I do appreciate it very much. It is always very nice, and thank you very much. for
0: Yeah, yeah, it same, all. same. I mean, that's the thing. I always think that it's like it's a really, really it's it's an honor to be able to be recognized. There's millions of us, billions yeah. of us on the planet, and it's insane that that ever happens. So I'm always just like, let's have a conversation. Like I, like you said, it was one of those things that happened a lot before the, the pandemic, and then it was like when I started, when I felt, when I had my first train ride for the first time in a year and a half. Um, and I was with my parents, but it, I we get I don't know if you have the same thing, but sometimes you can tell when someone's looking at you a little bit too much. And I was like, they, mm. and you know, what? you also don't want to be that egotistical a-hole being like, totally. well, of course, they're looking at me because of this. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't obviously say anything. And then as I was getting off this guy, I was like, oh, thanks very much, man. Like oh, I really like the channel and stuff. And I was like, oh, mate, thank you. I wish I could shake your hand, but I can't. And yeah. um, it was that thing where it carried over. I was like, this is really cool. My thing is I always try and have like a full conversation with someone. And I, most of the time people are up for that stuff. Um, but there was one time when someone came over in like a pub and I was sitting with my mate and he like leaned in to say like, oh mate, just, you know, watch you on YouTube. Thank you very much. And I was like, oh mate, just sit here. Let's talk about this game. And he was like, I'm just... I'm just saying that I like your stuff. I don't want to be your actual friend. I was like, well, I don't want you to come with me. I'm not going anywhere, but like I thought that's what you want, but you, know, you just <laughs> you're a nice lad um I have <laughs>
1: one of one of the last things I did um before lockdown happened before the pandemic mm. happened was I was out in Glasgow seeing the 1975 and Glasgow. the night before I was out with my friends we went for a few drinks mm-hmm. and we were walking back to the hotel and it was such a good moment because I, I was I'm always worried when I go to new cities I'm scared that everyone wants to kick my head in nowhere, <laughs> no matter where I am um, so we were <laughs> walking down this alley yeah. yeah, and I wasn't really comfortable with the city, so I was a bit worried. And I just saw this guy like looking at me like outside of the pub. And right. I was like, oh, no. And he's kind of looking at me, and he, he says, like, oi. And I'm yeah. like, oh, is he going to beat me up?
0: <laughs> is this guy gonna beat <laughs> me up? Why was that your default? Why would he I just go, just... hey, I'm random so... person? I'll,
1: t- I'll tell you why. Not to okay. dive into too much past trauma, mm. but it's because I've been beaten up too many times oh, in the no? past when I was younger. Uh-huh. But that's an entirely different thing. Anyway, this story has a happy ending. So, yeah, he went, oi. And then he went. Then he said my name, and he was like Josh, Josh Brown. And he said Josh Brown from what culture? And I was so relieved and so happy that obviously he'd uh-huh. noticed and, and approached me. That I literally, because I'd had about five pints at this point, we, we both went way, way. We kind of like <laughs> ran over to each other, hugged each other, had a nice little moment. Uh-huh. And then I can't remember the guy's name, which is which is a shame. But I remember that is like one of the final things that happened before lockdown. And I have That's such cool. a fond memory of that moment that I'm uh-huh. like ah. Oh, yeah I love like the people who you know obviously listen and watch us and stuff they're always so sound in like Yeah I'm yeah yeah those. like yeah I like I like meeting new people and I miss those interactions man cuz Oh, they always turn out
0: really well yeah man same i'm looking forward to just getting just getting to do public events again just being outside again and that kind of stuff and um, it's also like just an insane thing as well is you don't realize how many what kind of reach like the videos have because it's just like when i was in i got recognized in new york city which i thought was insane and then i got recognized <laughs> in new orleans and it was just that thing of like oh my like it is that genuine just feeling of like oh man like like i said it's an honor to be able to be seen by you like that's the general like to, to everyone who's listening that's what i mean like cool. but yeah next question from matt delaney on a scale of one to ten what's your hype level for the next Dead Space remake slash franchise going forward. Um, Plus is Chatty Faces gone for good? Sure hope it's not. Um, It is not. We just tried to make that work using webcams and it wasn't anywhere near the same energy. So we just kind of reconciled to being like, let's just wait until we're back in person. Um, A lot of the views pretty much dropped off and we were just, it just wasn't the right energy for it. So we thought we'll just wait and we can have more of a laugh when we're back together. So um, yeah, Chatty Faces will be coming back as soon as we're all safe and allowed in the uh, office again which is hopefully within the next few weeks, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, What's your thoughts on dead space
1: 10 out of 10 so looking forward <laughs> to it. i almost re-downloaded um, dead space one and two on the xbox series right. the night but i think i'm gonna wait until the the remake comes out i've been a huge fan of this franchise since the first one came out mm. in 2008 love number two really excited to see what they're going to do with the original how they're going to reimagine it how they're going to update update it i love that it's a next gen exclusive and i'm just i'm ready to tear off some limbs my friends i'm ready to <laughs> Jump back in the boots of Isaac Clarke and have mm-hmm. a good time. See, I,
0: time. I uh, played through the first Dead Space, like really, really liked it, didn't love it. And then I've only played the very beginning of Dead Space 2, which I know is one of the biggest holes in my gaming like archives that I don't have the go-to knowledge of Dead Space 2. And everyone always says that, or a lot of people say that Dead Space to Dead Space 2 is like alien to aliens. And I'm I'm an alien man. So I just, I don't <laughs> even know if it's for me, but I've like I've played the beginning of it and it seems really cool. So I might make a point of going back to Dead Space 2 before the um, the reboot. Um, I'm just curious about it. I mean, none of the original team are on it. The uh, I forget the name of the guy. Uh, do you remember the name of the guy, the creative director who left back in like 2010, 2011? The guy that spearheaded no. the whole thing. Glenn someone, Glenn Schofield maybe? Um, he, um he's working on the uh, Callisto Protocol, so that has me more excited because I just I, – that if someone birthed a franchise like Patrice Tessaly with Assassin's Creed, I'm always going to be more interested in what they do next as opposed to what the sort of assembled version, studio version, carries on where they left off. Um, so I'm just curious. I think the idea that it's first person is cool, um, but I, I kind of wonder – because for me the thing that elevates dead space was like the way they approach the hood and the way they approach combat the limb dismemberment stuff maybe could have been done better but their whole approach of just keeping you in the moment all the time i thought that was really really cool um, and I just think that if you take that mind out of development then what do those other people even think of because to me I want more stuff from the, the Schofield guy so I'm kind of just thinking that maybe closed Protocol might be the real dead space going forward um, but we'll see I know um, a final question from The Essential Gamer from the UK who says why do console wars exist mainly between adults also why hasn't any of the interviews with Hassan Karaman from Blue Box contained any questions that aren't belly button lint so um, we should weigh, on, on, weigh in on both of these things um, I don't know if uh, it's only adults I feel like a lot of late teens maybe they would be almost classed as adults maybe late teens early twenty people early 20s people yeah. tend to weigh in on the console wars I, mean,
1: I can only um, talk from my own perspective but I feel like you know especially when you're grown up and especially when you know you become linked to a specific brand or a specific mm. console maybe in my case because that's all i could afford and that's the one i had you want it to be the best you want yeah. to feel like you're not missing out and because the gaming industry works so much on the fear of missing out it kind of entrenches you to think about the consoles in that way like you side with a brand and i do think again without getting too wanky about it i feel mm. like you know the the modern age we live in you know so many people take the things they buy and the corporations they buy from and then integrate that into their own personality i'm, oh, I'm yeah. certainly guilty of doing that exact thing <clears> especially <throat> when i was younger and i was like this is me this is i am defined by the things that i like i'm defined by the things that i buy in mm-hmm. that i feel like it gives you this mentality of well because this is me i'm going to defend it because it is a reflection of me or it's what i think is a reflection no, absolutely of you. so you so you draw those lines quite hard
0: yeah 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 I think the, the major distinction, which is something that definitely comes with age or just the you know, thinking on it, maturing along with it, um, is that idea of connecting a brand or connecting it, um something that you're into with your own individual personal worth and then projecting it outwards and just saying, well, if this system's being attacked or this franchise is being attacked, then I'm being attacked and part of me who is invested in this thing is being attacked and it's just divorcing those two things over time. Um I will say that I've like I've never got all forum posty about oh my god, this console, how dare you, X bots and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. Never that guy uh, growing up. Obviously, engaged in a whole bunch of different fan-based debates. Um, most of the time these days, I kind of think of it as just supporting sports teams because um, I just you look at sports fandom and obviously there's a whole bunch of toxicity across the board for most dedicated anything belief systems um, or believing in something systems. But um, for games though, for game companies, franchises, studios and stuff, I just think of them as sports teams. Um, if you take it too far, it's it's analogous to me as taking it too far in a sports context or something like that. But yeah. it is there. It, there is fun to be had rooting for something or like supporting. Yeah your favorite franchise or supporting your favorite console for me there's healthy competition there um, and it often breeds you know if they <clears throat> if Sony and Microsoft are warring for your attention the only person who benefits is the consumer um, unless it's an exclusive in which case everything gets locked down but for the <laughs> most part it should benefit everybody and um, hence Game Pass massive thing that benefits everybody mainly because Xbox need to get eyeballs on their system and um, to bring it back to Hassan Karaman very quickly I feel like all the abandoned stuff and um, we're pretty much abandoning it lol because nothing has come from it and the more people have dove into blue box's own history and blue box is only their current name they've had about four other names and they've also had three other video game projects that were all kickstarter things where they took the money and they didn't run they just set up another kickstarter and i feel like they've done that a bunch of times now and the latest thing was hassan saying hey if you buy and their other game i can't think what it's called now the the old blood or something and the house of blood something like that then you'll get a copy of abandoned for free Um, But it's just really messy. Like they didn't deliver on the, you know, the proposed date of the playable teaser thing. They only repeated the trailer that was teaser that was out there. Um, And it just seems really all over the place. And the whole thing about the real name of the game is S begins with S ends with L has just completely gone. He deleted the tweet (laughs) and it's just, I don't even know what that is anymore. So I, I'm not going to join the the band of people saying that he's an active scammer, but it doesn't seem like that team are the most reputable reputable, um, or believable at this point.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I like I've I've told you a bunch of times, whether it's on video, or whether we're just talking about it. Like the only news I get from it now is when you see some news and then you talk about it, and then I'm like, okay, so I'm done with this, and I, I appreciate the updates when we talk about it in the kind of madness. That's you're like going trying to on, leave but... the
0: room, and I'm just grab, I'm pulling you back in, like by one of your fingers. Like, no, no, you're almost out, but no, no, look, 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 look. Yeah, kind of. I feel like I feel like I've been fully out with this for a while, and at this point, it's just. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know. I just—it's not. A, ah, I, I'm sick. I'm already annoyed. That right. I've spent so much brain time dedicated to it brain that juice. I'm just thinking, yeah, he's he's shown some legs. Yeah, the the thing is being delayed. Hey, nice there were some nice legs. There were some nice legs. But at this point, nah, I'm I'm out. I'm out unless you drag me back in. Like, no, in I the am. Ones I'm
0: also fully out. And also, I was never really that in. I, I need mm-hmm. to dis- distinct um separate the nuance, the fun of chasing a conspiracy theory as a baseline thing to get to have fun with, um, and the reality of what was always there, which was that it was never going to be Kojima's secret project. It was just that it was fun to entertain the two percent chance that it might be. Um, yeah. so I think that that was always the distinction for me. The conspiracy theory side of it was always just for fun. Um, the people who are still saying it's Kojima because of course it would be this messy and of course it would be hidden this well and it's clearly not that and so like the the faster the people divorce themselves from that and just take a step back um lest this become another I don't know insert your hyped game of choice um that falls (laughs) apart at the end style scenario uh the better but yeah overall I think we're both we're both done
1: I think so, 100%. You know, I hope it's good. I hope it turns out to be really fun. I hope people who have invested in it get something out of it. But, like, once that gameplay thing got delayed and it wasn't up within two hours or three hours, I thought, nope, Or a few days, yeah.
0: Yeah, that whole thing's been a, a bit of a mess. But speaking of being done, we are also done for the week. This has been the Untitled Panther Podcast. I'm Scott Tailford, joined by Josh Brown. Goodbye. You can find uh, Josh on Twitter at Josh Bruin with two O's. You can find me at slash LP89 and we'll catch you next week. Sayonara.